Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, this is Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your News and Thoughts Part 2 for February 19, 2021. And it's Friday. WWE has two nights worth of matches to fill on April 10th and April 11th. And every one's sources say nothing is set in stone. That Vince McMahon is liable to change his mind about anything at any time. However, the, the Twitter account WrestleVotes has been pretty on it, probably for the last two years. And they said the latest creative meeting that WWE had, had penciled in, and that, um, I want to stress, penciled in, was Edge versus Roman, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, and the, the Bad Bunny tag team match. The WWE championship slot is open. And then they reiterated, nothing is set in stone, though. Now, I find that a little hard to believe. I think Edge and Roman Reigns is set in stone. I think it's been set in stone since The Rock said, yeah, I can't be there. I'm just way too busy. I think that is their dream match. I think if The Rock would all of a sudden, the week before WrestleMania, decide that, yes, he could do it, that's the only way that one is not inked. But I think Edge, Roman Reigns, done deal. I really have heard and read everywhere and anywhere that there are a lot of people pushing for Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks because of the history it would make and that there would be some intrigue on who would win if they play it right. Who knows if 
they will do that, though. As for the other two matches, I believe they're not set in stone. And I think that the WWE Heavyweight Championship match, I can see it being open. They have no idea who is going to take on Drew McIntyre. If anyone's going to take on Drew McIntyre, is it going to be Bobby Lashley? Is it going to be Sheamus? Is it going to be The Miz? Is it going to be AJ Styles? Um, and are they going to get a legend to come back and take on whoever? Um, I know a lot of people out there are rooting for Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know why, but we'll leave it at that. Um, when speaking to TalkSport, Lana revealed that Becky Lynch has been the one that taught her a lot about pro wrestling, a lot about how pro wrestling works, keeping your confidence, believing in yourself, being strong, um, not letting things get down, get get her down or anything like that. And she said even after Becky Lynch went off work because she was pregnant and then since she's been on maternity leave she said Becky Lynch still sends her text messages to encourage her like quote be strong but she also says things like quote toughen up unquote and gets her excited, and they talk on the phone and everything, but she said, you know, since Becky Lynch has uh, left, they don't talk every day, and she said sometimes it's out of the blue, but that she gets weekly text messages and or calls from Becky Lynch to encourage her, and I think that's absolutely awesome, and that tells me that whether... Becky Lynch comes back and actually wrestles, which I truly believe she will. There's not a doubt in my mind that um, their baby girl is going to get used to airplanes very quickly. And um, maybe even um, if they go back to a semi-normal travel schedule, may even get used to cars or buses. But... um it shows me that even if she doesn't come back as a wrestler, Becky Lynch will be right at home as a trainer at, you know, Black and or Braven and Black Training Academy, which is Seth Rollins's wrestling school, or even if she's offered an NXT or WWE training position. I could see Becky Lynch at both of those. Now I know some of you listened to part one. If you haven't, you need to go back and listen to it. Uh, I think this story will still make sense. It may not. Anyway, Sammy Guevara. Um, Sammy side of things was the fact 
that when he arrived at Impact Wrestling, what they wanted him to do was start off in some tag team matches. And immediately, Sammy was like, whoa, I can't do that. Because, see, here's the thing. I just left a faction. I just, I've been in the inner circle since the beginning. And I just told them I'm done and that I need to go off and find myself. And I need to figure out who I am. And I don't want to be part of a team. So if I come over here and I don't really know anybody or the audience doesn't think I know anybody, and I form a tag team just to be doing a, a match. He said, how does that fit my storyline? Because it doesn't. He said it would have made sense if if I knew somebody over here. And, you know, we could have been building that I had friends and I was coming over here to be with them and to find myself. But that's not what you're wanting to tell. And so they semi-understood that. Well, then Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live um, talked about how Sammy was fine. A lot of people wanted to say Sammy wanted to win like three, four straight matches and that's not what he wanted to do. The story he says he wanted to tell. A close friend of his talked to Brian Alvarez. Was that Sammy wanted to come over and lose. Wanted to come over, beat Cocky, Sammy Guevara, lose a match. Then he would end up getting beat down. And then in the process of finding himself, he would finally win a match. But then he would get beat down afterwards. And he wanted then to possibly work out some kind of arrangement where he would eventually, in the time that he was going to be over there, win the X Division Championship. Which, up until this point, in my mind, sounds logical. You leave the inner circle, you don't know what's going on, you don't know how your life is, you don't know, you know, where you are as a wrestler, you know, MJF has just been constantly beating down your confidence and all of this. You go over to Impact Wrestling, you're trying to be your normal cocky self, and you get beat. Next week you get beat down for being cocky or for, you know, not taking the loss maybe the way you should in Impact Wrestling. You finally climb up out of your hole, you find yourself, you figure yourself out, you win a match, but then afterwards you still get beat down. And so next week you come back, you, you win another match, you know. And this is the part where Impact Wrestling was like, nope, 
Sammy wanted to win the X Division Championship. He wanted to defend it in Impact Wrestling, I guess the next week, or maybe two weeks later. I don't know, timeline or anything like that. But he eventually wanted to take the title back to AEW and refused to go back to Impact Wrestling to lose it. So he would never lose the X Division Championship. Forcing Impact Wrestling to say, well, you didn't defend your championship within 30 days or 60 days or whatever the rule is, and we're going to crown a new champion. And then they would have an X Division tournament and crown their new X Division championship. But Sammy would be over on AEW saying he never lost it. Well, Impact didn't like that. Well, you know what? I can understand why. I mean, think about it. Do you really want your X Division Championship? Your, well, I guess it's their third. Since Moose says TNA is number one. And then Impact. And then X Division. So I guess their third highest championship on the men's side. Um... To be lost to AEW for 30 days or 60 days or however long it is? Well, no. You've already got your Impact uh, Tag Team Champions over there pretty much on a weekly basis. Now, granted, they're showing up at Impact Wrestling also. Sammy didn't even want to do that. So I don't blame him for saying no to Sammy's pitch. However, I totally get the whole tag team. I totally get Sammy not wanting to do a tag team. That doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know how they can make it make sense. As far as him losing a match, getting beat down, you know, eventually winning, getting beat down, then eventually, that's fine with me. Him eventually winning the X Division Championship, I could see that happen if they're going to plan on him being over there long enough. I would love to see him go against Trey Miguel. Or Ace Austin, for that matter. But um, never bringing it back, never losing it, no, they weren't going to go for that. Um, Ricochet tweeted out an interesting reply. There was a video posted of him, Aleister Black, and Mustafa Ali when they teamed up in a six-man tag team on SmackDown, and it was quite a while ago. I think it was when um, Ricochet and Aleister Black first got on the main roster. And the video shows them, all three of them, posing in the ring after something. And... Ricochet made a comment on that video, quote, Too bad the fans don't like small, flippy kids, unquote. Now, he said, obviously, he was being facetious. I'm sure he has heard that quote somewhere, sometime. 
Do I think that Vince McMahon said that? Maybe. Because he doesn't like small, flippy kids. That's one of the reasons why Rey Mysterio, you know, has never been pushed as much as he should. Um, that's the reason why they basically created a two, 205 Live and stuck it on the network on its own with no support. I mean, because Vince and probably therefore Bruce Pritchard don't like powerful guys doing powerful moves like power slams. So, um, I can see Ricochet totally meaning that and that being a dig at somebody. But fans went crazy and were like, yes, we do. And that wasn't the whole point of the tweet. So, guys, calm down. Read into things. Or tune into podcasts and find out the real reasons behind things. I was a little shocked at AEW this week. But here's the thing. He had to do it. Sting came in, and he took the powerbomb this week. Now, let me say that again. If you didn't watch AEW, it is on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter. You probably can find it on YouTube. You can probably find it on AEW.com. Sting, 61-year-old Sting, came in... And took a powerbomb this week from Brian Cage. And Brian Cage didn't let up on him. Now granted, it might have been at Brian Cage's 60-70%. It was still a pretty good powerbomb. And Sting proved to everyone he's not afraid to take... The big bump. When needed. Period. And so... I think that's something... That everybody needs to know now. And realize. I think a lot of people thought... That on March 7th... At Revolution... AEW's next pay-per-view... That the match between... Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. That it was going to be a cinematic match. And that they were possibly going to have like stunt doubles or something for Sting. Guys, I don't think they're going to. I think Sting proved right then and there, I can do it. He threw away his bat. And he took the powerbomb just like he did 20 years ago. Just like he did 40 years ago. And I think you're going to see him take some bumps in this match. Is it going to be cinematic? I think it will be. I don't think it will be live. I think it will be taped. Will they take all precautions? Probably. Will he have padding or um, extra 
uh, cushions places? Well, yeah. But you know what? In the ambulance match, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre did too. Remember when Shawn Michaels um, super kicked uh, Randy Orton off the top of the ambulance and they didn't cut away from the, the scene far enough and they got the crash pad in the picture? So, yeah. Um, other people do it too. So, do I think they do it for Sting? Definitely. Definitely. Um, WWE shocked a lot of people this year. They didn't really try to hide the Royal Rumble surprises this year. Um, and what I mean by that is usually they try to keep them totally secret squirrel. Even from the WWE wrestlers. A lot of times they're put in separate rooms. Um, they're hidden in different parts of the building. They don't stay at the same hotels or anything like that. This year, they didn't do that. Um, there were several uh, websites out there that knew exactly who the surprises were going to be. They did not know what number. Um, the surprises for some of the internet websites were the people that were backstage that were going to be part of Royal Rumble that were WWE superstars that were replaced or were as alternates that didn't get in. Um, the surprise legend entrance. They were present at rehearsals. Victoria talked about this um, with Mickey James and some other um, wrestlers on a big podcast that, that they did. And Toy Wilson, I believe, tweeted out after uh, the Royal Rumble about practice the day before. So, a lot of the legends were present at the rehearsals on Saturday before Royal Rumble. And then others who couldn't get down there in time due to prior engagements or were waiting on their COVID tests were present at the WWE Hotel. And they actually hung out with other superstars prior to the event taking place, like down in the lobby um, the night before, Saturday night before, or in the lobby after the Royal Rumble. And so they got to spend time with, with some of the others. So they weren't as big of surprises as far as being hidden from the actual current WWE superstars. And they got some time to talk to them. And I think that's great. Um, if you're wanting a big, huge surprise like Edge, then yes, you, you've got to keep him hidden. Although it's my understanding that they hid Christian in plain sight. He was said to be down there to see Edge and to watch Edge win, possibly win the Royal Rumble. And he wasn't, he was, uh, he wasn't involved 
in the rehearsals. But um, it is my understanding that, you know, obviously Edge knew, Christian knew, and and things. But, um, you know, he was present the whole entire time. So I I think it's kind of neat. I I like when they hide it from the WWE superstars, and you can see the reaction on their face when they hear the music, or when they know and they're so welcoming like they were to Victoria. So I think it works out either way. But anyway, that's all of my news today for Friday, February 19th. 2021 as always if you guys have any questions comments problems or protests write me at wrestling overtime at gmail.com or uh hit me up on twitter facebook or instagram like i always tell you guys my dms are open you guys can talk to me um about anything that that's been said on the podcast or anything like that and i will be talking to you guys pretty soon and i'll see you down the road While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, with 24 7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.